And welcome to episode 29 with our big draft preview special show. And you are going to have some new familiar faces. I know that sounds a bit of an oxymoron in some ways, but people you will have seen on the show before, people we've spoken about um, without the oxy, um, that's fine. But um, with uh, again, as always, we're really appreciative for everyone who watches, everyone who joins us live. I'm sure we've got celebrities from all over. People, I don't know, uh, from America, maybe Martha Stewart. Love that she might watch that. And um, and if you are watching this not live on Plus One, then um, sorry, you missed it. Join us uh, next week for the live episode. Um, so I think, um, as usual, producer Jamie and co-host Tom, uh, and we have some guests. Now, do we? How are we going to bring these guys in? Are we just one by one? Shall, shall we do it then? Uh, let's start with our Feed draft experts. Our draft so, experts. Who, who would you say is our most draft expert now? I mean, this is oh. going to be like... Most appearances uh, is uh, oh, the Geordie Preacher, isn't it? Here we go. Here he is. <laughs> here we go. So we've, got, <laughs> we've got Mark Green. <laughs> two good friends of ours, two good friends of the show. You will have seen them both on before. Uh, they are very much into college football, uh, more so than Jamie, Tom and I. So we've asked them to do us a mock draft each and we are going to scrutinise uh, the picks to an extent. I say we, we're not. We've got two more people on who are going to scrutinise a little bit more than us. Two people you will also know. We've got Bones and JP. Again, people you've seen before. Um, and J Jamie's just throwing everyone around all over the place. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sure what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I also I, love in my head it's like, well, them two have to be on opposite sides. <laughs> and we have to be together. But I was like, well, maybe I go at the bottom because I'm the producer. But I was like, no, it's fine. We'll, we'll just do it this way. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um I like the fact we've got nine people watching, there's seven of us in here. Is seven of those nine us? Um perhaps. <laughs> Who knows? Um but um yeah, I'm not, I think we're just gonna get straight into it, aren't we? And, and I don't really we've tried to sort of figure out a format today between us. Um, unsuccessfully, uh, we've, we've not got it really nailed down. Um, but I think uh, because it's not really going to be me, Tom, or Jamie talking that much, um, it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a show for us to watch this week. The, the, the mock drafts that, the drafts that, Jay, uh, that uh, Jordan and Mark have done, I've not looked at, so it's a surprise for me. I know Bones and, J and JP have looked. I think Jamie has as well, but I know Tom hasn't. So I think me and Tom are going to sit back with some goodies if Tom wants to... Go into a little bit of what these are. Yeah, so as uh, Matt kindly said there, you can see we're both tucking in to a lovely bag of sweets from Treatsies. So, friend of ours, friend of the show, just started up a small business delivering the most outrageous pick and mix in the land. UK delivery for all those that are watching. And unfortunately, our overseas fans, because I know there's plenty of you, um, I think we only deliver to Europe at the moment, so, <laughs> so only. Just, you know, if you want to get in touch, I can build up a bit of a waiting list and I can surely can ship over to America. Um, but yeah, getting over to them. There's all the socials at the bottom. Absolutely brilliant. I've got a bag last Tuesday or Wednesday. 
ordered more on Saturday because I'm a fat shit and I've been through them all already. <laughs> so for those that are well aware that I've stopped drinking beer every now and again because I'm counting calories, they've absolutely shafted me. So, <laughs> I can't treat these. Um, is there a discount code, I think, Tom? For There certainly is, yes. Yeah. So um, third, third 20 um, will get you a discount. They were doing original 10% off. And ours was getting an extra 10% off. Their original 10% is now finished, but I'm sure our 10% will still last till this Friday. So get on that. Honestly, can't recommend them enough. I know these three companies sometimes look like rip-offs, and I agree some of them are. But the quality of this, the brilliant sweets, but also the price you pay is ridiculous. I don't know if they're even making any money, to be fair. I got a movie box at the weekend for 21 quid. When it counted everything out... I'm sure, obviously, depending on what pick and mix, if it was Odeon pick and mix, I definitely got my money's worth. Um, but, you know, there was a kilo pick and mix and then a shed load of chocolate bars, drinks, popcorn, a lot. 21 quid well spent. Already been through three quarters of it. I'm definitely putting on weight this week. <laughs> and just for everyone that is listening on Spotify and Apple as well, that's at Treatsies. Treatsies is spelled T R. B-A-T-Z-Y-Z Treatsies uh, there on Instagram and on Facebook So uh, without pissing about much more let's get straight in are we, are we, what did we decide uh, how, we, how are we doing this <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to have the chat on as of yet but if you do send your questions in I will have them here we'll open up the chat later so if you've got any questions for anybody i can go through them all they just won't be on the screen but i can see your questions so you can always get in your questions at third short pod on twitter and facebook and you can always follow us on instagram as well and um, so wherever you're watching on youtube or on twitch as well you can get your questions in okay so i mean let, make sure you're watching live to ask us questions because if you are on <laughs> yeah, your I mean, if you can still send us your questions, we might get you in next week. Who knows? We'll probably forget by then, but there we go. So, I mean, let, let's get into it then. I assume, like you said, you guys are watching. I'm kind of like hosting this then, aren't I? So, um, I mean, let, let's let's get into it. The draft. So, how are you all feeling about the draft? Can't, can't wait can't for us wait. to pick someone who should have gone in the sixth round with pick 17. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm feeling pretty anxious. I'm on standby <laughs> with a few bottles of kerosene just in case we drop the back once again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking. I, oh, sorry. Somebody must have had money on that. I was the most obvious person, other than Matt, probably. Um, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious, but. You know what it, we've done. You know we've we've pulled some moves to get in this situation. We obviously think we've got a player ready to go. So I'm quite excited in a way. Just hope we make the right decision. It's definitely exciting, and obviously for people who don't know, um, and why you're listening, if you don't know, but you know the draft is next Friday, Thursday midnight, one a.m. Isn't it? So, um, yes, the big day is finally here, everybody. Next week, I'm finally turning thirty. And the draft's also on the same day as well. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, I think... Um, We've lost Mark. Mark's gone somewhere. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had enough of the small talk. I was then because all I saw was him just vaping anyway. So, I assume he's not having a beverage. So, we'll just start with the beer of the week then before he does come back. So, what's everybody drinking? Hey, he's back. He's I'm, back. I'm, I'm doubling up this week. Um, 
I've started with a dark fruit because the weather's got nice. You um, repeat. Um no, this is just to, to wet the whistle for um I've gone all in with the desperados for round two. Ooh. No no messing about. Straight in 5.9%. Tequila inside the beer. I'm working tomorrow. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, go on, Bones. I know you're dying for this one. It's back. We're going for the the proper drink. Just a nice nice slow sipping drink for discussing the draft with some gentlemen. You've got another episode. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Jordan? I'm on um, Italian's finest, Uncle Moretti. Can't be a good Moretti. I don't care care what anyone says about Peroni. Moretti is still the best Italian drink. Yeah. Agreed. Interesting. JP. I am sponsored by Swedish Sada Recorder League. If they would like to send me about six cases, that would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> You're ready for massive, you draft, draft, right? <laughs> 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 He's got a I was about to say I do like child size, but I assume they, they don't do child size. Maybe in Sweden they do child size like recorder league, but they probably start young, don't they? If you've seen midsummer, you know they start young. So, um, so yeah, Tom. Uh, I'm rocking the beautiful singer type as there's four for six quid finest. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Mark, are you on anything? Where's no, the brew, I'm Mark? On any. Where's got, the brew? To keep his head straight. I've got coffee. I've got coffee. <laughs> there it is. And um, I am on vodka and iron brew. There you go. Don't lie, it's just a wicked game I remember getting drunk on my seventh birthday on WKDs in Stanley Park. That's the Grange Park life. There you go. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, let, let's get into this. Draft. I'm not asked about the draft, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's, I think for most people, the first five are pretty much locked down. Number one's definitely lockdown, isn't it? Um, there's, there's been so much debate online whether it's going to be four quarterbacks who are going to go in the first four um, for the first time, like ever. Um, but I mean, let, let's get into it. Let's see who you guys got, and then let's defend your choices. So we've got our top five exactly the same. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's no debate in it, is it? Like. Trevor Lawrence is going number one. I'd be very surprised if he didn't. He is. He I is. think the only debate comes in at four, doesn't it, really? Yeah. I, I think uh, me and Mark are on the same opinion that Falcons will want to trade out. No. But is anyone going to make a deal? I, I think Broncos are the one. Are they going to trade up? And I just put it down. I, I'm taking a stab in the dark. I think no. And I think if that's the case, Falcons will pick Pitts. And I think Mark will probably agree. Well, he has agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there they are. Sorry, JP. You kind of like hiding behind Pitts. Yeah, there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to make me stand up. My legs are six for you. Have to stand up for the entire podcast. What is going on, man? JP, have you been in the sun? So we've got <laughs> Lawrence to the Jaguars, Zach Wilson to the Jets, 
Uh, we've got Justin Fields to the 49ers. Are you happy with that, JP? Absolutely. That would be the ideal scenario for me, I think. Um, I was I was intrigued that you both went for that, actually. Um, I, I'd like to ask um, Mark. Like I'm, I thought Mark might have gone Trey Lance, but... George, sure. actually, this I could have went in three directions because I, I went by my board in, it, in, the, in the end and I went with who I have as the second best player in on my board still. A lot of that's on his competition. But I did seriously think about putting Trey Lance in because I thought Trey Lance might be a better fit. As in, Justin Fields played so much, you know, like read option in college in that Ohio offense. And I kind of think, what Shanahan will want him to do, you know, make quick, accurate decisions. You know, I, I kind of think that Trey Lance would probably be the better fit. But I went with what I would do when I decided to go Justin Fields. Cause I think that I don't believe that they're going to keep Garoppolo. I think whoever they're going to draft is going to start day one. And I think Justin Fields is, is more equipped to start day one, you know. It'd be interesting to see, because of the Trey Lance uh, second pro day were today, wouldn't it? It'd be interesting to mm -hmm. see. What came from that, if anything? Do you know, as if I was if I was picking a fit, Jordan, I would probably have went Trey Lance. You know, if I was thinking, who do I think fits that system the best? I'd probably go with Trey Lance. But I don't buy into this Mac Jones talk. In my idea, it, it's people are saying, oh, well, Mac Jones is, is who Kyle Shanahan's worked with before. But he's also with who he's lost with before. I think that's yeah. the point that they need to remember that. He got the Super Bowl with Mike, with Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo and found out that that wasn't enough. So why mm. is he going to go draft somebody who else is not going to be enough to get him what he wants? I think people <laughs> are like, that's the style of quarterbacks he likes, but that's the style of quarterback that he's lost games with. And yeah, it's, he's in big games, and it's like, I, I think, I think, I think personally, Justin Fields is the correct choice. But I think that maybe Trey Lance is the right fit, if that makes sense. <laughs> the thing that I find interesting with the Shanahan thing, everybody, like you just said, Mark, everybody seems to think they know, like, oh, Shanahan likes this type of quarterback. He's never been a head coach, and he's never really picked a quarterback. You can argue we picked Garoppolo, but we were so desperate for something at that position that we kind of took a flyer on him. He did well for five games, and we almost had to keep him at that point. You know, we, we had nothing else. We weren't going to have anything else. It was a bit of hope after a bad season. So he's never picked a quarterback. He got Ryan when he went to Atlanta. All right, he may, might have been involved in Kirk Cousins, but notwithstanding that, this thing about, oh, the Shanahan offense fits these, like, average... There you go, Bones. These, <laughs> these, these, um, you know, these average sort of pedestrian quarterbacks. I don't know if that's true. His dad's biggest success was with John Elway and Steve Young. And they're like the athletic fit that people like Justin Fields and um, and Trey Lance kind of fit in a little bit more with. So I kind of hope I hope it's a myth and I think it is, but I've been wrong before. I, I think um, the 49ers are a good quarterback away from being very, very, very good. Uh, Garoppolo's good. Uh, he's just not amazing. In he's my not opinion. top level. No, yeah, and I think that they're that one piece away maybe from being very, very, very good 49ers. He's not your yeah, franchise guy, is he, Garoppolo? He's, no. he's your backup. Like, yeah, I think that that's what he'll become after this. Like, <clears throat> he's the bridge guy, isn't he? He's the guy that will like make you good for a couple of years. And to be honest, yeah, we got to a Super Bowl with him. There was a lot of reasons for that, and one of them was that our defense was probably the best of the league that year. 
until it really mattered, unfortunately. Although I won't go into Nick Bosa and holding calls on day 15 because we haven't got enough time. But yeah, um, you know, I think that's it. People, and I do credit Garoppolo with some of it. He played well in some of the games, but some of the games isn't enough. You need a top level player, you know, in especially the playoffs when it really matters. So you can see why they've made the move, I think. I mean, yeah, I think the Mac Jones thing is just the, um, it's just a media storm, I think, personally. Just uh, I hope Matt Jones, Jordan. I've read him. Like, I went back and I looked over his tape. You know, I went back over this year, but he, you're talking about a guy who's, you know, like, who's had people talk about the limited, like, limited experience that Trey Lance has had. Matt Jones has had just as limited experience. He's had one full season and start on that offense. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, he made some amazing. Plays, he, he drove them to a national championship. You listen to the right receivers in that room who have played with him and Tua, and the C is better than Tua. But I think, no, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think, I think when you look at this, though, this isn't the San Francisco 49ers who were picking at three. This is the San Francisco 49ers who have sold a lot to move up and pick at three. You're yeah. going to move to someone who's going to have a ceiling, which is astronomical. You're not going to move to someone and go, well, he's got a high floor, but let's face it, Matt Jones is going to have limitations. For me, it's got to be one of Justin Fields or Trey Lance. It's got to be one of them two because Shanahan's put his reputation at stake. Yeah, and if he gets this wrong, he hasn't got another draft pick in the next two or three years to be able to correct it. You know, this this is what he's got, and I think, He's going to look at somebody like Justin Fields or Trey Lance, in our case, Justin Fields, and think, if I can't make him work as a thrower, and don't get me wrong, Justin Fields is a very good thrower, I'm going to make him work as a running quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's staked his career on this, basically, because let's be honest, if this fails, he's out the door, <laughs> and I don't think he's going to get in there. It's like, as much as he's not the GM, everybody knows that this is Kyle Shanahan's pick. It's not John Lynch's pick. Yeah. You know, it's Kyle Shanahan's pick. If this fails, it's entirely on him. So he has to get it right. And I it's, agree all, with you. it's all right. He'll get a 15-year contract, sir. Do you know what it is, John? This is this is where the draft starts. I think it'll be Fields. And if it's Fields, we'll probably see teams trade up the number four to try and get Lance. If it's somebody, if it is Mac Jones, you might see Atlanta. You still might see a trade up four. You might, you might see teams come back. Back in at six and seven, and, and maybe, the, but I think this is where the draft starts. And for me, I Chuck Fields, it could have easily been Lance. The next mm. pick was incredibly difficult without a trade. I argue, yeah. I, I debated between because mm-hmm. all their needs are on defense, and there's nothing there which is a value of on defense. I debated, I debated taking Penny Sewell there. I don't know about you, Jordan, but I had a nightmare trying to make this pick, and in the end, I went. Who's the best player on my board for the need that they fit? Like Kyle Pitts isn't going to hurt anybody's team, and I slotted him in. But I fully expect Atlanta to trade out. They can't draft a quarterback. Matt Ryan's owed 75 million guaranteed this year, 40 million next year. They've committed to Ryan at this point. Like he's they've committed to the next two years with Ryan at least. I think the two most popular trades I've seen at four are the Broncos or the Patriots to go and get either Jones or Lance and more, more so the Patriots getting Lance recently and putting him behind cam for a year or two. Cause I mean, the sort of similar, similar archetypes, big, you know, big guys that can run and throw like 
he, he think... learned well behind Cam in that Patriots offense. I could see them going and getting him, and I think you Raiders fans would like it more if the Pats went and got him. <laughs> I, can think, I think it's going to be Denver. I think it's going to be Denver that's going to move up to four. If it's not yeah. Denver, I think it's going to be Washington. Uh, the Washington fans do want him. I think um, Trey Lance what? and Denver what? would be the worst thing for Trey Lance fans, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it'd be the worst thing for NFL. I mean, I saw a stat the other day that said the the most catches missed because of a quarterback was Jerry Judy this year with 26 missed catches because of Drew Locke. Not because of Jerry Judy, because of Drew Locke. They need a quarterback that can throw a no, ball. I think they know that. They've kicked the tyres on Donald. They've kicked the tyres on Deshaun Watson. They've allegedly inquired about Teddy Bridgewater. They know they need a quarterback. They're in a great position. They've got to need a good roster, Denver. They're, they're like... They're like the 49ers. They've got a good defence. They've got a really good receiving yeah. calls coming back from injury. They get Trey Lance now a camp, a camp battle between him and Drew Locke. And they're loving it. They're loving that. And they won't have to pay much to get up from where they are to where they need to be. No, no. No. I know what you um you were saying as well. Like if you if you did this next week, your mind was probably gonna be changed. Because again, with the draft, it can change so much. Everybody's saying four quarterbacks are going in the first four picks. So, yeah. like you said, you think Atlanta are going out, but for this mock draft, you picked who Mark, your favorite player in the whole draft, Kyle Pitts, the, the unicorn. The unicorn. <laughs> I just, I just, I think I said down. I think I said in the explanation. I fully expect come draft night for Atlanta to trade out of it. But in this no trade scenario. I've gone for a player who adds something to everybody's offense. You put Kyle Pitts in anybody's offense, and he's and he's going to be somebody who's who's going to make plays, he's going to score touchdowns, and he's going to make them dynamic. I'm sure Jordan chose him for the same reason. Yeah. If there's I, any player in this draft that, sorry, just to jump no, in, no, quick, if there's any player in this draft that you can look at right now and say, probably a future Hall of Famer, it's him, isn't it? Like, he's the most likely to be that future Hall of Famer player. Like, someone's getting an absolute stud out of that pick. Like, 30 teams, 32 teams would have him. 32 teams would have him, Bones. He's one of them. He's yeah. the one player I hope you'd go, I don't care what we've got. I'll put him in my team and we'll, and, and he'll improve our team. Even us with Damon Waller could have him and line up in two tight end with <laughs> yeah, sets. Oh. Anybody could. Anybody could take him and go, I'll have him. So I'll make some out of him. I know my like, normal draft year, I think Shanahan would love him. But this isn't a normal draft year. We traded up to three, but <laughs> everything that Shanahan likes is in Kyle Pitts. Somebody he can use in multiple positions. I think he's a great player. Wherever he goes, I think he'll play well. If he goes to Atlanta, he'll improve their offense a great deal. And to be honest, Julio is kind of I wouldn't say he's on the downside, but he hasn't got a ton of years left at his best. So mm-hmm. you imagine being um... the pick. I could see it. it's not very likely, as you say, a trade's more likely, but I could see it being a pick potentially if they can't find a trade they love. Yeah, that's why I put it in. Like, I just played something a bit different. Like, I, I agree with Mark. I think someone will probably go up and get him, but if they don't, the cow picks has got to be the picture, you think. Yeah, I, I know my Madden franchise mode. I traded up and got for the Buccaneers. And what I like, that's why. Uh, I know that's never going to happen, but I mean, we can dream, can't we? Uh, and then finally, you know, I have a first round pick, do you? Yeah, oh, that's, oh, that's us. I thought the books didn't have one either. Yeah, we're, but we're pick 32 because you know, we're Super Bowl champs. Okay. <laughs> I thought you traded away your first. Um, no, but um, so the last one we've got 
Penny Sewell, who obviously, for obvious reasons, would be going to the Bengals with Joe Burrow's injury. I assume you need that protection in there. So is that why you both picked them? Or yeah, I let. I'll let Jordan go first on this one. Well, I just think, you see all these rumours about Chase and, and stuff like that, but let's be honest, the sensible pick is Penny, so I'd be very surprised if they didn't if they didn't go for him. It just... This is the best tackle prospect in years. Yeah. In, in years, like, and he's 20. Like, yeah. you'd be that's, insane that's not to take runs. him. That's the top and bottom of it. The kid's 20. He was dominant in college as a 19-year-old. Dominant. He's 20 years old. He is a 10-year type franchise player. If you draft him this high in the draft, you draft him for someone who's going to be a cornerstone of your franchise. Put Penny Sewell at left tackle, and he's going to be yeah. there for 10 to 12 years. He's going to see three contracts at the Bengals, and that's that's the kind of decision that you're going to be making when you're picking this high up, you know? He I've wasn't written. just dominant at the line either, though, was he? He was dominant into the second level. He would bounce people off and get that extra block as well for the run plays. Like he's unbelievably good he's as a lineman. Yeah, and he's and he's twenty. His technique. Like, people are going, "Why Sean Slate has got better technique?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but imagine what Penny Sue's going to be like. He's just be, he's just pummeling you with when he's raw. Imagine offensive yeah. line coach getting a hold of him and training him a little bit. Oh, 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 so brilliant." When someone's that good in the draft, when it goes on, the draft goes on and on, people want to start picking holes and try to find holes in a certain prospect, you know, that's that good. And that's what it comes down to. you just got to watch your own tape and realise that this guy is an absolute monster. So I know, yeah. it's like, at 20 years old, he, he skipped two years of college to enter himself into the draft, which is absolutely mental. <laughs> what were you doing at 20 Bones? <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was working in car insurance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just before we do move on to number six, I've just got a quick question on here by James Davies. Mark, if Chase and Pitts are gone at six, do the Dolphins select two wide receiver or trade down in the top ten? Do you know, it would probably be a Dolphins thing to do is to trade out because they're all about accruing capital at this moment in time, and if they're if, if, if Chase and Pitts were both gone, see at four and five, you know, there's going to be teams who are going to be really hungry for that next quarterback and they could make a, they could, they could get another bounty and trade down and still get somebody like Waddle or, or, or Devon Smith or, or an offensive lineman like Rayshon Slater. Oh, have you ever took out someone like that? So, yeah, now if, 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 if Chase and Pitts have gone, trade down, trade down if I was the Dolphins. Yeah. I wouldn't. So, I mean, I don't think that Penisil would be a bloody bogey prize if he's decided to stay there and take him, though. You know. So we will move on to the rest of the picks for six, seven, and eight. We finally got a little bit of difference between you now here as well. So let's open it up. So Jamar Chase at number six for the Dolphins by Mark Mika Parsons by Jordan. <laughs> So, what do we think? I'm playing a bit well, of Jordan uh, snuck a train, Sam. <laughs> well, go on, man. Go on. Go on, <laughs> go on man. Continue. Jamie just popped his head around there. So, for one, I see a trading here, Jordan. This was a no trade deal. Deal. I'm in periods and it is. I've been wondering. I got that memo. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, I've I've went with the logical option. I've went with the number one wide receiver going to Miami Dolphins. I did think about Devonta Smith and teaming him up with um with Tua again, but I went with the perennial, the guy who everyone's had the best. They need an X type receiver. They they did really well at acquiring receivers like Will Fuller, who's a really good Z, a really good flanker. You know, like he brings that deep, long speed option. But they need someone who can make use of him stretching the field. Someone who can play as an X and can beat off press coverage. Somebody who can do those shallow crossers and and and, and be more possession type. And somebody who can catch the ball and and yeah and and, and beat, beat that number one corner. And Jamal Chase is that they're missing there. I did think about Devonta Smith. I did think about teaming up the Bama duo. But I, I went with I went with what I thought would be the best position for their need. The need is that the need an X receiver. Jamal Chase is an X receiver. I think um, Mark is absolutely spot on. Even though I picked Maker Parsons, I totally agree with him. But I'm doing. Uh, let me explain. I'm doing this from what, not my personal opinion. I'm thinking, what will the Dolphins do? And I think Brian Flores is falling in love with Maker Parsons. I think he's traded back up to get Kyle Pitts, and he's not there. And Jamal Chase, he probably will. Well, there's a good chance for Charmaine, but I think he's falling in love with Mika Parsons. And it's not going to be there. Yet. When do they pick again? Is it um, 18 they've got? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be there. And I think there's a sneaky chance that he might go Mika Parsons on that linebacker. He'll fit perfectly in Miami. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, I like you know, Jordan, this is uh, how I This is how I value linebackers as well. You know, like for me, I've got a different... Like I went off my own draft board. And linebackers, despite Parsons being talented... He's weird that he's he's like in the he's he's almost at the twentieth pick on my draft board. You know what I mean? Because of yeah. the value I put on linebackers. He's not a uh, seventeen, is he? By any chance? Sorry, he's not number seventeen on your board, is he? We'll see later on, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know so... the, the, the the pick here? Sorry, just to put in the pick here. I think that causes the most debate. Is the pick that I've made the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. Yeah, I've went so, for yeah. the natural left tackle as their number eight pick. They've got Taylor Morton at right tackle. He's a really good, solid, pro ball type right tackle. Don't move somebody who's succeeding. Don't take him and put him on a left. Go draft somebody who's an undoubted left tackle prospect. I value length there. He's going to be up against some very good pass rushers. Coming out, he plays Tampa twice a season. You know, so I've decided to go for the longer, more powerful, natural left tackle. And I put Christian Davisor above Rayshawn Slater. And there's no debate, well, can he play God or should he be God? Davisor's a left tackle. He's massive. He's a people mover. He excels in the run game. They've got McCaffrey there. I thought it was a better fit for them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked the pick, um, Darisaw. I was a bit surprised to see him that high up the board, but I think your reasoning was pretty sound. A um, couple of other bits. I like Parsons to Miami. I can see why it's a bit out there, but I think when you look at who's in charge over there, it feels like a classic Brian Flores, you know, sort of New England Patriots type pick. Um, I like Sutain. I don't even know if I pronounced that right, to Detroit. Um but I also like Chase to Detroit because the way I look at it, one is probably the sensible pick, and I think that's the defensive player. But I think 
I see the Lions going with something a bit flashy. They've been bored shitless for a few years by... Um, oh, you know, just by like the light up, can't you? <laughs> you know what I want to happen at this pick. You know what I want to happen. I want us to trade back. I want Denver to come, like, come begging for Trey Lance. I want the Patriots to come asking for it. And, like... Let us move back and still grab one, like the, especially a wide receiver. Like as good, like Chase is unbelievable. But if the Dolphins take him, he's obviously not there. If he is there, like even in that, there are wide receivers further in the class that we will still get use out of. Like we, it's not be all and end all that we take Chase. And I think what we really need is a decent cornerback. But I think we can drop back to where the Broncos are and still get Satane. Absolutely, no, no questions asked. Like that's what I want to happen, but. I think Satane or Chase is if that if we stay in a no trade scenario, either of those picks is absolutely fantastic. We just lost our entire wide receiving core. Like everyone's gone. Jones, Golladay, Amendola, they're all gone. Like we need someone there. And Chase managed to not play a whole year of football and still be the best wide receiver in this class by a good margin. Like there's no doubt that he should be the first wide receiver off the off the board, whoever he goes to. And same with Satan at cornerback. Like there, there is, there there are other cornerbacks in this class. You've got like not further back. I think it's the Cowboys that we keep seeing taking. Ah, um, oh, the name's JC Horn. JC Horn, thank you. Yeah, best man-to-man corner in the class. Like the Cowboys seem to be going for him, but I think Satan should go off the board first. If if we don't take him, then the Cowboys are going to. So we probably should. Satan looks like a player who's been playing football since he was three years old. Is you can tell his <laughs> I mean, dad considering was a who his dad is, he probably, yeah. corner. He's been he's learned the game. I've I've I was struggling to find fault with him because he's is he's everything is so good for him. He's got everything that you need. He's six foot three, he's quick. If anything, and the only knock I had on him is he gets beat on a slant, and that's it. But even then, if that's the case, <laughs> line him up inside on them kind of players, you know what I mean. He, he he's he's very good at um turning and making players on the ball. He's very good in press, he's very good in zone. I personally rate corner now as the best skill position or the most in need skill position in the NFL. Pass rushers aren't gonna get the get the quarterback quick enough in these new offenses that they're running. Spread offenses, balls are coming out quicker. You're not gonna get pass rushed all the time, ninety-nine percent of the time. They're gonna be, but there's gonna be big players. Have as many corners on the field as you can get. That sounds I think the biggest fear is because of Okuda. Like that that pick last year is gonna <laughs> put up, it's gonna put a lot of Lions fans off taking another cornerback <laughs> this high up straight away. Value, like, value, you know, bones, value. Yeah, I think it'll be very instructive in terms of like what your new regime really values and how that you know how they're going to build the team going forward i think if they make the pick there and they do go satan that's a good sign because it means that they've recognized that he's the best player on the board they're not necessarily trying to like they're not trying to impress people they're just making what they think is the right pick but i could easily see them going offense because it's the easiest way to sell tickets it's the easiest way to get fans excited again after like three four bad years Go either way. What three, 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 three or four. four what bad years the sharpest teeth, doesn't it, for the Lions? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's, 
it's such a deep class this feels like this whole draft class there is so much depth at every single position and matt patricia traded away all our fucking picks like oh there goes the f-bomb sorry <laughs> like i really want us to trade back and try and get some extra value out of this draft because there is so much to go out here i don't think we lose out falling back a couple picks yeah yeah, I just had to totally shot the third gen, so fuck, there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for Rakers, I know there's a little bit of controversy here, Mark, so uh, Jordan decided to trade out of number eight. Uh, I know you were talking a little bit beforehand about Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah, like, you were talking about Trey Lance earlier becoming like the fourth quarterback and maybe taking that number four pick. So why Mac Jones ahead of Trey Lance? Um, <laughs> no, I, I, but I get what Bones is saying about Trey Lance sitting by Cam behind Cam, but let's. I just think Mac Jones is the right right fit for for Belichick. I think he'd love him there, and I think um, he's got some good weapons there already. When he get there, he's got a couple of good tight ends, you know, some decent wide receivers. Not probably the best, but I just think it makes more sense. But I would still not be surprised if Trey Lance goes. It's one of it's one of them drafts where can, we can predict things and go, but it is so up in the air with stuff. It's, yeah, it, you just don't know. I think Matt Jones is a better fit, but it doesn't mean that uh, Trey Lance wouldn't go. One of the interesting things with Matt Jones is obviously um, playing where he plays. Belichick has a good relationship with that program, and what we have seen from Belichick a lot in recent years is he drafts people that he's. He's able to talk to the coaches, he's able to talk to the program, and he picks people that he thinks he's comfortable with. I don't know if he's got that with Trey Lance. You know, North Dakota State is not exactly a banner program, and I doubt he knows a ton of people there. And it's a safe pick in a lot of ways. Mike Jones will be a good quarterback. I don't know if he'll be a great quarterback, but he'll be good at the very least. And I think yeah. that might be all he needs. He's good at a very yeah, he's, he's good at a certain style, this. isn't he? I still don't want the 49ers to draft him, and I would still <laughs> vandalise 49ers HQ if, if they did. But, like, yeah, I, I'm not against him in this slot. I, I, When I saw that, I was a bit like, yeah, okay, top 10. That's probably fair. You know, I think he's, especially in what's quite a quarterback heavy draft, I think a few teams might panic and seeing, you know, three, four, potentially four go off the board, you might see some. You know, some wild picks. We've had it in years past with like Jake Locker and Christian Pond going in the first round because there was a sudden run on these types of QBs. And I think there's potential for that. But yeah, I quite like it. It was, um, it was an interesting move. The only thing I'm not too sure about is New England drafting a QB in round one. Obviously, they've never had to do it. So we don't know if that's the way they want to go. But that was my only real thing with that pick. I was a bit like, would they do that? I don't know. But I think they've got a number of options, though, haven't they? Because they've got, they've, haven't they got, is it 10 draft picks they've got? And six are in the first four rounds or something like that. So they've got they've got potential to trade up. They've also got Garoppolo pocket. And everyone's talked about Jimmy always going back to New England. They've got a couple of options out there, haven't they, what they go at? I, I, I don't, I don't, they don't profess to know. Um, I remember, you know, when I was first sort of introduced to Mark and, he was sending the voice notes through Matt about, you know, what to look out for in a trade. He called it back then that, that Matt Jones would be a late, late first round pick to the Patriots and be a perfect pick. Obviously, his stock's risen since then. So I won't be surprised to see him 
some it strikes to me that they're going to use their draft capital because they've made so many free agencies. I think they might throw a few picks at a trade. So let's see if it is Matt Jones. Hmm. I just want to. I don't. Um, I don't think they'll trade up. I don't think they'll trade. I don't. It's not. I think they'll stay where they are. And they'll hope that a quarterback will fall. And if it isn't somebody like Mac Jones or Trey Lance, and I think when all said and done, all five quarterbacks are going to be gone in the first ten picks. I think by the time the tenth pick comes around, Atlanta have traded out. I think then I think Detroit are a great pick to trade out, and I think someone will jump up and get Trey Lance and we'll get Mac Jones and we'll have all five quarterbacks off by then. Then what we might see is we might see New England taking a swing in the second round. It's somebody like Mills or Kellen Mond or someone like that. But I think, I think, I think I don't see them trading anything. I don't. It's just not their forty. It's just not there. It's just not what they do. Yeah. Did you see Belichick's thing this week? His statement that he made, like his press statement, where he just said nothing. Where it's like, if someone drops, they drop, and we might grab them if they drop, and if they don't drop, then they don't drop. And, you know, it is what it is, and we'll try and grab it. And it's just like, yeah, he just said nothing for five minutes about who he was going to pick. So <laughs> he said nothing for twenty-five years. If Mac Jones falls, they'll take him. If he doesn't. They'll just go back and they'll get someone like Mills or they'll get Mond or Trask. Yeah. I don't think Cam's going to be bad for them. I mean, it would be good for them to get someone this year because the quarterback class is, is deep. But if they have to wait till next year or if they have to wait, like it's not the end of the world for them. Cam isn't a terrible quarterback. Like last season, he had no one to throw <laughs> to. Like this is the thing everyone forgets when they say Cam had a terrible year, his first year with the Patriots. It's like, yes because he had no one to throw to, and it's a notoriously difficult system. Like, He's also walking into an impossible situation, trying to replace him one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I said one of the best so that nobody would jump on me there. But Try walking into that. It's, it's impossible. Like It really was a tough job from the start, and I think he's still, to be fair, I think Cam has still got lingering injuries. Hope, you know, if he's fully healthy, I think he could be good enough. Good enough, not... I'm not saying top level, but good enough. And that's all that New England needed. He had, really. he had COVID as well, didn't he, last year? Yes. And he's, yeah, he's a good yeah. Would you never pick him to have won the Super Bowl with the Patriots? Someone <laughs> might have done that. <laughs> Jamie, this is where you take clips up of our prediction episode where Tom picked <laughs> the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, well, I know I was going to replay when you were talking about college before. One thing I noticed when I was making up these tables, there's a lot from Alabama. In these top picks, Alabama are stacked this year. Um, So we will move on to 9 to 16. I do want to apologise again, Mark, because Jordan did do another. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) bomb him. I didn't get the memo. I didn't see it. Probably not arrived in Yorkshire yet, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yorkshire's, Yorkshire's like plus one. It's behind, isn't it? Oh, that pigeon's been shot down, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't so even think we know where Princess Diana's dead yet. I'll bring up just so we can have a quick look. So, here we go. So, I know what you said, that all the quarterbacks, like I said, most of them are going in the first 10 or 15 in Mark's case if there's no transfers out. But, uh, Mark, you've gone for Trey Lance. To the Denver Broncos, both of you have actually. 
So yeah, if they don't ruin him at four, they'll ruin him at nine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, one thing I've noticed as well. Yeah, they do really. uh, I mean, basically, these 1-16 to 16 picks that we've got, I want to say, barring maybe one name, every single one of them are the same at some point in this top 16. So, like, we talked about Patrick Certain before, but you're, Jordan, you've got him going to the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Um, I think if that if Patrick, I think if a good cornerback's there, I think Dallas Cowboys pick him up. So if it isn't certain, I think they'll pick up. Um, depending if they want to take a chance on Farley, I know I put Farley quite a bit higher up than I don't know mm. where Mike's got him. Just just because recently his uh, medical records have come out and it doesn't seem doesn't seem as bad as as what it made out. But obviously, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just going on what it says. But if. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's all, but, um, there's also um, what's his name there now, uh, JC on JC on as well. Yeah. If so, attain it there. I think they'll, I think they'll get a cornerback either way. The yeah, only concern yeah. about Farley is is that is his injury, isn't it? Like that's the thing that like otherwise he is an unbelievable cornerback. Like he, I watched some tape of him literally just the other day. Like mm. Farley is really really good, but that injury is going to scare people and he is going to fall. Like no doubt about it. There are teams there that would take that risk, though, as well. Once you get to this stage, once you get like past the top 10, I think there's a few teams that will go, yeah, we're picking 12, 13, 14, but we aren't that bad, and we've got a chance to get a potential all-pro here. Like Regardless of his injury history, I think we can take the risk, and I think that's kind of borne out in some of your rankings. The one that stuck out to me, I'm just going to throw it out there, um, the Vikings pick from Mark, um, Christian Barmore. I know very little about him, to be honest. And I've seen him in the in the latter half of most people's round ones. I think he's in the latter half of Jordan. Yeah. What made you what made you mock him at 14? Knowing what Mike Zimmer likes and knowing what Mike Zimmer wants from his offense his defensive front. They've got the the bought in to, uh, Tomlinson, they've got um I forgot who the other guy who is there. They've got the basically got two. Mike, they've got two noses there at the moment. Yeah. They need a they need a three tech and he's a three tech on the board. Mm. It's an interesting pick. I can see Zimmer doing that. I think you. I think your logic's probably quite sound. Zimmer has openly said that he wasn't happy without a D played last year. So I expect they will go D. To be honest, I like the pick of Slater though as well. He does. He side. doesn't. He doesn't blitz much, Zimmer. He likes to get pressure from his front four, which means that he needs to get pressure up the middle as well as the outside. And he's not going to get that with the two defensive tackles he's got. Even if he's got Barmore who comes in for obvious passing downs, you know he's going to make an impression in that in 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 them situations. Bones is nothing because he he's obviously had a better look at, at the Minnesota Vikings. But I think Zimmer will look and go. We're going to build from the front back. Uh, you know, like I know what he's going to build from the front back. He's going yeah. to try and generate some pressure from that defensive line. Needs a three tech, and you put Barmore beside Tomlinson, and you've got a really tasty looking defensive tackle duo there. I mean, that that's what you put in your notes, didn't you? Tomlinson's a, tasty, a looking, beast. tasty looking partnership you put on Word when you're doing your little job. Yeah. <laughs> tasty, tasty depends on if you have to play against them twice a year or not. <laughs> I'll swap you. Yeah, well, no. I mean, um, I'll, stay, I'll stay in the NFC North for now. Interestingly enough, 
we've got another trade out here. So, <laughs> Mark, you do trades. You know you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tennessee Titans is pick number eleven. Uh, no, sorry, New York Giants are pick number eleven, and you went for I've a traded Tom out. I traded Tom's pick out. <laughs> you traded Tom down. <laughs> To go just to be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry, go on, Jamie. No, I was just going to say. So I know you've both got Jalen Model within the next few, but um, yeah, why the trade out? I, I think if like it, obviously it's still a debate if Jalen Model will be there at that at, at eleven. Um, but if he is there at eleven, there's a lot of teams at the top of the um, a draft who would love a top wide receiver. So I think if the if the picks are right for Giants, I think they would trade it out. I think Giants have got a decent team at the moment, you know, like they can probably afford to. Obviously, if they're picking there, it's not the worst case in, in the world either. But if they get a good capital, I think they'll trade out. I think there's like Green Bay up there. I don't know if Green Bay would trade, but there's still quite a few teams in the top thing who would see Jalen Waddle on the board and come down and try and pick him up. Green Bay need another weapon for Rodgers. As much as I'm a Lions fan, like everyone's saying it, every Green Bay fan is saying it. He needs someone to go with Adams because otherwise Adams just gets two-manned every play and Rodgers <laughs> has no one to throw to. Feels like you could have said that about every draft for the last five years, though. They haven't been good at surrounding him with people, have they? So, I mean, we'll come on to Green Bay in a bit, but I think you know, they, they have a habit of not making these aggressive moves. So I'd be surprised to see them yeah. up here. Decide um, to go for the kick instead, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> put it past them. back maybe. Yeah. Tom, what do you think of your Sean Slater then? I think he's the right tackle. Thinking you got a left yeah. last year, and even if he doesn't stick a tackle, he'll go into guard, and he'll be a yeah. very good guard. You want to run the ball behind Barkley. What do you think of that pick? Yeah, so I was reading quite a bit today. These, um, you know, Jordan Renard or whatever he's called. He's, he's. Um, very in with the the Giants news that he always tweets, and apparently they've confirmed that Shane Lemau or Lemu, however it's pronounced, he's going to be a starting guard. Um, and they're they're really high on Matt Pert, which worries me slightly. Um, <laughs> we've got Will Hernandez, who I don't think he's good enough to be a starter, no matter where we drafted him three years ago, but. I want. I mean, I want me. I want Parsons to drop, and I want us to take Parsons. I'd love to see him next to Blake Martinez. But if we don't, I I think it'll be Slater we take. I don't think we'll we'll trade back because Gettleman's weird like that. Um, and yeah, I just think it'll be Slater. Will he be right tackle or will he be left guard? Don't know. I'd probably. I reckon they'd put him at guard and have uh, Lamu move to the right guard. And I'd be happy with it. I mean, this is the first year where I'm fully invested in a draft, like fully invested, and I want an exciting pick. Do I get excited by Rashad Slater? No. You um, get excited and, by drafting out, though. No, no, <laughs> no, no, because it'll be Gettleman and he'll mess it up. I, I'm, I'm desperate for Parsons, but that's selfish. I, I'm a bet I've had Slater and Parsons. But looking at this... I've got to take a mixture of both your drafts to get my bet to come in. Um, <laughs> Here's a question for you. You don't get excited by Slater, but do you get excited by a 16-game season or 17-game season by Saquon Bartley and 1,500 rushing yards? Yeah, that's I, was what gonna say that. I was just going to say that. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, agree. I mean, I mean, you say that, but he's, I mean, 
Barkley's done it behind a worse line than what he's got at the moment. Um, so he's that much of a magician. But I would, I would be happy. Obviously, I've not seen much of Slater, and I'm going off what people's reports. But apparently, people are saying you move him to guard, and he's got he's got the ability to be a great, yeah, you know, one of the greatest. And I take that. Saquon's coming off an injury, isn't he? So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see what how he Whether, how different have seen, he is. Or... Have you seen that video where he's he's pushing off a couch with his right toe, basically <laughs> at the top of his foot? And I was watching that. I was like. I mean, I couldn't do that without no injuries. I mean, well, to be fair, I can hardly do it with two feet, never mind one. But how do you do that with the top of your foot to extend, to like lift up above this cat? It, oh, it's, it's mad. So hopefully that injury isn't going to be a problem. I'd love him to have a, you know, a, a comeback season of the ages. And he is, he's just unreal. And the fact we took him at number two, he needs to pay Gettleman back, doesn't he? With another season like that, but... It's it, it's big for the Giants this year, like that. Jordan said they've got they've got a good team, um, and they're in a shit division. Um, <laughs> Cowboys, you know, are, are gonna be there because of Dak. If they get Satain, I'd be worried about them a bit more. But I think Washington are our biggest threat. I really like what Washington are doing. So we we need to take the best player available at that point. But if we take Slater. I think he's the best player available at that point in that position that is a massive need for us. So it's win-win. I, I just don't think, I, say it, I probably shouldn't say this, but I just don't think the Giants can fuck up this year with the draft pick. <laughs> so let's see what happens, you know, let's see what happens oh, no. on Friday when Gettleman uh, trades up and takes a fullback at number two. It's the first <laughs> time I've take got a minute to... just to talk about one more pick? Yeah. Yeah. The Jalen Waddle pick to the Los Angeles Chargers seems almost unfair. You know, they've got the deep, big body threat in Williams. They've got Keenan Allen, who does a little bit of that underneath possession stuff. You put Jalen Waddle in that offense, and it's just flat, rank, unfair. Yeah, I wrote it's just... down. I I wrote down steel for that pick, um, largely because I think he's better than Devonta Smith, who you both have going earlier. But yeah, oh, sorry, no, you don't. I shouldn't drink when I'm on the podcast. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I wrote down steel. That makes far too much sense. If they get that, that is that's yeah. that's incredible work as far as I'm concerned. I think I think Davis saw at the Chargers as well for, to showing that whole lineup. If them, that is a good point, I'm, yeah. I'm same. I'm same as Mark. I've got Davis saw ahead of Slater um, in the tackles and stuff, and. Um, Darius saw on that line. So I think is it they've got Lindley, haven't they, as well, um, in free entry this year as well. So, yeah. so that line would be really, really good. I know Mark put Darius Shaw earlier on as well, didn't he, to uh, Carolina? You know, without Left trading him out. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I thought, though, Jordan, on that? I thought this is a really deep offensive tackle class yeah. and there's not another player on the draft like Jalen Waddle. You know, there's That's two to Atwell. And there's some smaller, fast receivers like Rondale Moore and Elijah Moore, but they're not going to be there round two. And it's kind of like, take Waddle because he's the only one of his type in this draft. You know, there's nobody else that can do what Waddle can do. He's what Henry Ruggs was meant to be, but he's actually, you know, he's he's that close to Tyree Kill thing. And I know that's the, every five foot ten receiver that comes out now, everyone wants to compare to Tyree Kill. And that's what Henry Ruggs was compared to, even though he couldn't get off press and he was about 185 pounds. You know what I mean? It, it was just because he was fast. But Waddle is everything that Henry Ruggs was meant to be. You know, he can do, 
he can he can run the routes, he can go across the middle, he 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 can do everything, you know. And I think I think I think he's I think he's excellent. And I if, think he's uh, what, found a I would die if he went there. If Waddle and Smith are gone, would you go offensive tackle for Charger? Chargers? If, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, but, think, I mean they've got a need there, but I'm thinking if they got Waddle there at 13 and came right, back yeah. round two and got Leatherwood, there wouldn't be too miffed, would you like? That's why I think Titans or someone would come up and if Waddle's still there after 10, I think I can I can see a trade happen. There's loads if you look down at the bottom of that um the, the back end of the first round, there's so many teams that are after a wide receiver and it's you know to, to the final jigsaw, you know, and, it, and I think there could be a battle on for that if, if they're still there, depending. Yeah, like I said, you've got the wide receivers, there's there's three main wide receivers, isn't it, going in the, the first 16. Uh, I don't know if it's something that I don't know, but surely Devonta Smith, as the Heisman Trophy winner, should be going above them all. But is there something I'm missing with Devonta Smith, or he weighs the same as my Each. last leg? Yeah, that's what he's missing about forty-five pounds. That's the that's the issue with Devonta Smith. Well, well, did you not know there's a COVID going on? You could just sit at home and just eat. <laughs> do, do you know yeah. what it is with Smith? <laughs> let's, let's remember though, he's always been one hundred and seventy-five pounds. He was one hundred and seventy-five pounds and won the Heisman at one hundred and seventy-five yeah. pounds. So he's already proven to be a good footballer at one hundred and seventy-five pounds. The thing with me is his age. Is his his age? He's going to be twenty-three. He's a 23-year-old wideout coming into the draft. Um, yeah. did, Waddle, did Waddle play this year, though? Did, Waddle didn't play, did he? Played a few. And Chase, yeah, got Chase wasn't in there. Yeah, so you've not got much competition, have you? No. No. But, um, he was, he's a, he's he's not a wide really receiver, good obviously. wide receiver in that Bama offense, though. Like it, He is a clean route runner. He is a good wide receiver. Like It, it does bear mentioning. Like As little as Devonta Smith is, he's... <laughs> Maybe arguably the cleanest route runner in the class. Like, yeah, been little all his life. He's made it work. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I was being a bit facetious with the with the forty five pounds comment. I have to say, I think <laughs> with Smith, it depends where he ends up. I think he needs to go somewhere that's going to scheme sensibly for him. You can't really, at his size, you can't really use him going across the middle as a possession receiver. He needs to get the ball in his hands. He needs to be used as a playmaker. He's one of those guys that I actually like where you've both got him going. You've both got him going to the Eagles. What, what, what? Did somebody just say the Eagles? Fly, Eagles, fly on our way to victory. Huh? <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, "Come on, someone's gonna." Jim probably didn't know what was happening there for about. <laughs> it took uh, me by then... surprise. I don't know why it did, but it did take me by surprise. Oh, but yeah, can we uh, just uh, talk about that pick a bit though? Phil, Phil's obviously first sort of draft he's coming across, and he'll want to know sort of what to be expecting for Philadelphia. I won't say the second word because we'll go into a video again. <laughs> um, but he, he what? Both of you, why why Smith? Is it is it just because that's who was available at that point? Is it definitely going to be a wide receiver for them? What's the fit? I think they took Gilamiga last year, and he's your Z, and they need someone who can play that slot F, like who can play number of positions, you know, in the slot and also on the X. And I think Devonta Smith gives them that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll kind of like we'll, we'll kind of like ban the um, the e word from this. So let me just sort everybody out in the what e word? Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, 
fly on our way to victory. <laughs> I mean, we've got it a little bit shorter as well, so you know, it looks a little, a little bit nice. It's not all stretched out for full dead. You're welcome. Yeah, like the producer did not do that, by the way. This guy did. Um, but yeah so moving on we have got we've talked about the Chargers and Jalen Model and Christine Davishaw the Vikings you've kind of gone for Christian Barmore has come up uh, is that the first time he's come up yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I think Jordan's got him a little bit lower down, but maybe because of some trade out. I said I don't know whether he would have gone higher. Trade out. Um, trade out. Yeah. I mean, looking at. <laughs> doing I, trades. Mean, I, I like how you um looking at it. You got New England Patriots at pick fifteen, picking Mac Jones, but then Jordan, you've got him picking him at number eight. So <laughs> you've got him trading up to get Mac Jones. Mark, you've got him staying at 15 and still going to the Patriots. So no matter I don't think that will happen in real life. I think Mac Jones will go in the top 10 picks, but he was there, so I took him. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, if Caleb Farley ends up being, gets over his injuries and ends up being at Panthers, that defence is going to yeah. be legit. The, the picks that they've had over the last few years, oh my God, could be something special going there. Yeah, and then finally we've got for the Cardinals J.C. Horn and Caleb Farley. Both went corners. Peterson's gone. Yeah, you yeah. I mean, you did, the, you did the same with Cowboys as well, didn't you? You went cornerbacks there and cornerbacks think, for the Cardinals as well. Obviously, a little bit. Round. I think when I looked at both the drafts, it's, it seemed for the Cowboys and the Cardinals what both of you did. I mean, you'll both clear it up in a second, but my guess was best available corner at that pick for each team and for the Cowboys it was Horn and Satain and for this it's Horn and Farley it's just yeah best available corner at this spot for each team and I want to say when you traded up for Panthers you took Darashaw which I believe Darashaw on the other one went to Chargers so like I said it's a little bit interesting I mean I know obviously you thought trades were illegal or not supposed to be used i mean look looking at jordan's trades would you do any, would you do any of the same or would you do things a little bit differently or tennessee titans trading up for jalen waddle I, yeah they've, they've they've got rid of wide receivers and their wide receiving cause quite light but i think they're going to be going for a run heavy and everything that's going to be thrown is going to be thrown in brown's direction um but yeah, I mean, anybody trading up for a, for a player like Waddle would make sense, you know. So I, I, I'm not against it. We're just not meant to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's basically the first 16 picks. Uh, we were going to do 16 this week, 16 next week, just to obviously uh, give you a little bit more to talk about. Um, obviously, there will be no other trade outs when we come on to it next week either. Here I am. Hello. I thought we were doing all 32. No, we're just doing one this week. Oh, oh okay. I thought, I thought it was all 32. Just do them all. Are you, are you not done them all, Jamie? No. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, Originally, I we thought... said we'd do one to 16 this week and then and then uh, the rest of next week. Obviously, with it being the draft next week, it allows us to do it two weeks ready before the draft. 
as you can tell, we're always well prepared for these episodes. <laughs> um, we all know what's going on. I mean, I'm pretty sure we said we're doing all thirty. I'm sure we said we're doing all thirty-two tonight. That's beautiful. I mean, look at that graphic right there. For people who are listening, just go onto YouTube and look at these graphics. They're beautiful. Just saying. But um, yeah, so we did have some people talking during the time. So um, I know when you're talking about the Bengals, it's all about keeping Joe Burrow's new uniform as clean as possible. Like you Why? Said. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the Auburn Bengals. Yeah. Um, and we've got on here as well, obviously, definitely preparing yourself for the worst as a Raiders fan, Mark, with Broncos and the Chargers picks. I really, so, really disliked matching Trey Lance up to Denver. And I think, seriously, Ryan, I can see them trading up to four to get them. I think they'll be the team who will trade up. I think when it's all said and done, I think Atlanta will trade out of four. And I think Detroit will do it out as well. And we'll see Matt Jones go at Detroit's pick. And we'll see Trey Lance go at Atlanta's pick. And it'll kill us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've just added game as well. You never know what's going to happen. Like, you definitely can't be 8-8 eight and eight next season, can you? So... If they're in with division, we'll probably only win about four games anyway, so we'll, we'll go back <laughs> over, like, you know? Yeah, now there's 17 games. I believe Jeff Fisher is trying anxiously to get back in the league because he won't be able to go 7-9 and nine anymore. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have palpitations at the thought of Damon Arnett lining up over Jalen Waddle. But against Elliot Chargers twice a season. Like, <laughs> toast. Yeah, I feel I'm feel I feel for you Raiders fans at the moment because I really liked that Judy pick out of last year. I want I I had us take I, I think I had us taking him in one or two in one or two drafts because I was like, oh, we're not going to get a corner. But then this was before we just got rid of Slay, and that was sad. So, but when we had this Slay, is why I should I, be this is on, why man. I should be read as GM because I would have put <laughs> CD Lamb and I was on CD Lamb from about September. You know what I mean? This is why I should have been the Raiders GM. You know, I think the problem for the Raiders, and I, I think I think I'm going to hit on something here. Most teams, when they have a bad spell, like the Lions, for instance, three four years down the line, you can get rid. Yeah, you, know, you can start again. You give John Gruden a ten year contract. <laughs> you know, unless you want to pay an absolute ton of money, you you're stuck with him for a while, aren't you? And I think that's the worst bit. It's not that like things aren't going well. That happens sometimes for. A variety of reasons. It's the fact that you can't turn it around necessarily, you know, very easily. Certainly not very cheaply. Anyway, and it's a pity because the roster isn't that bad. Like it could be better, and they've blown some real opportunities to make it better. But it's really not that bad. There are far worse rosters in the league. Yeah, definitely. It's division win. You know, like we were we were talking about needs on division. You know, like in the EFC West being a pass-heavy division. See a lot of zone coverage in the EFC West because the ball's thrown a lot. Compared to the EFC North, you know, like where the ball's ran a lot and you've got like three, four defences in to accommodate that. We're, we're, in, a, we're in, a, in a division which is dynamic with the ball being thrown. You've got Patrick Mahomes in there. You've got Herbert in there. In this scenario, you're throwing Trey Lance into Denver. You know, like Den Denver have got a really good wide receiver core, Sutton and Fant. 
you know, and um, and Hamler, who they brought in, never really got a chance to play last season because of injury and because of locks and accuracy. They, they, they've got makings of a really very good team. I'm not quite sure why they let Lindsay go, to be honest with you. They seem to put the eggs in the in the Gordon basket. But they have a really good team. And that offensive line improved. Garrett Bowles had a really good season at left tackle. I think he made the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah, Trey Lance and that team makes them very, very good. And I can seriously see them trading up trading up the four. Good show. Um, That's um, just so, yeah, just so obviously out of the first sixteen picks you've both done, who would be your best value pick? Out of this sixteen. Out of this sixteen, yeah. Um Jalen Waddle landed at the Los Angeles Chargers thirteen. Jordan? Um just looking now. I think um, I've, I, I'm probably stick with Jalen Waddle myself and say if um, someone can trade up and get Jalen Waddle at 11, even if it's not the Titans, you know, like if it's someone else who needs a wide receiver at that top half, like I think yeah. there's about three or four teams that could re- uh, that got to the playoffs last year, like uh, the Ravens and things like that. I think if someone came up and Waddle's still there, I think that'd be a good um, good pickup for them. Definitely agree with you both on that. I think it's either the Waddle or the Smith pick. Because I think even Smith at 12 to the Eagles is not a bad value place. Whoa, whoa, to get whoa, 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 whoa. Somebody just say. Fly, Eagles, fly on our way to victory. I just love how literally he was just there just going, for God's sake. I, I knew I'd done. I knew I'd done. I, I, do think, I do think either of those picks is probably the best value in the top 60. They are such good wide receivers, and the, the quarterback depth is that big uh, that they are going to fall a bit further down the board. If this was last year, they'd be gone top three easily. Do you know, like, do you know what is five. a point to make? Look, how, look at how offense-heavy this draft is. You know, like when you look at this, it's went the first five picks. You know, like it's went... It's when quarterback, quarterback, tight end, left tackle, wide receiver, your first defensive players coming off the board at Patrick Sertan. And even that's debatable whether Detroit will be there to make that pick and whether they'll trade out. Theoretically, you could have quarterback, 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 left tackle, receiver, be it Pitts or Jamar Chase, quarterback. Then you've got the Carolina Panthers picking. They might go left tackle. Where's the first defensive player going to get taken? I mean, there's so many scenarios here. <clears throat> I personally think that the first defensive player to come off the board, whether it is in this scenario with the Detroit Lions at seven or maybe with Dallas at 10, you're probably going to see the first defensive player come off the board at either seven or 10, and it's probably going to be Sertan. Mark, um, I've got, without giving too much away, where have you got your first edge coming off? Oh, I can't remember. Where have I got my first edge? Let me have a look. I've got that on my Yarker as well. I'm, I'm, I have I'm my 21. first edge coming off the board at 21. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I think I'm looking at it now. I think it's 21 you've got your first. And what it's about you, George? 18. I haven't got that edge player really stood out, Jordan. And the way I look at it as well as I'm like, Whereas edge players were really valuable at one point. Nowadays, it's like draft corners. 
because you're not going to generate consistent pass rush because teams are putting four wide receivers on the field and they're getting the ball out in a second. You can't expect to get the quarterback all the time. You might as well at least try to defend it. So go get corners instead of getting edges. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see the argument. It's quite interesting. Obviously, we'll, we'll come on to that in the next half of the draft. But I found that quite interesting. There's no... I think as well, to be fair, I could be wrong and you guys can tell me if I am, but I don't think there's an outstanding edge player this year. There's a lot of very good ones, but I don't think there's there's no Bosa, there's no Chase Young. You know, there's yeah. nobody that you're looking at and going, they're an immediate difference maker. And I think that's a large part of the reason why they, there's none in this half of what you've done. I think you're immediate you've got, difference maker. You've got the best edge in the class has arguably be is probably the riskiest because of his concussions. Jalen Phillips is probably the best edge in the class, but he's got this big injury history. Then you've got two people who have got athletic traits through the roof, but have yet to really produce in college in Quitty P and Jason Uye. You've got Azizu Jalari, who's probably the the highest floor edge Let's player. Say that name again. But Azizu Jalari. <laughs> Just sounds better in your accent. <laughs> so good, isn't it? Yeah. So good. I can't see the best one still to come yet. The best edge is still to come yet. No, Gregory Rousseau. I'm, I'm looking forward to the there linebacker. There's my favourite. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a particular why linebacker. Why has so much? Yeah, me too, Bones. In a space of about a month. Uh, I'm good. I can't show you. Um, Tom's getting at Giants. I, I, I was hoping. You, I was hoping you traded his first round pick out for a second, so we don't get Tom. <laughs> yeah. Can, can well, I make a suggestion? Go back. Can we not fit a midweek pod in to go through these last half of these picks? I, easy, I can't Once do it, Mark. Don't you? It's like Pringles, right. isn't it? Once you start, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his missus says. <laughs> <laughs> well, after we need to think of the availability of the seven emails, the inboxes are ignoring me. Oh, yeah, I think I know who we're taking. Somebody who's due to go round six. Different Clanton, usually, if you find anyone. Anyone from what side is it? Anyone from Clemson? There we go. It's funny, like, looking at these first 16 picks, there aren't, usually in every draft, there's, like, these sort of, like, hinge points where if somebody goes the way you don't expect them to, it could blow the whole draft up and completely change it. I don't see a ton of those this year. The only major one I could see is our pick at three. I think yeah. what we do is going to is gonna drastically change the picks after. If we don't go Justin Fields or we don't go Trey Lance, I think it blows the draft up because at that point... Two for my money, two better quarterbacks are on the board, and then there will be a frenzy to go to four because you can get either of them, you know, at that stage. But I don't see a whole. There's not a lot of others really. That 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 seems to be like you you said earlier, Mark. That's where the draft starts. It's also where I think it could either either we're in for a regular night or we're in for another fucking mental. Oh, sorry, another uh, <laughs> another <laughs> mental <laughs> draft night where. You know, where all, all sorts starts happening. So it'd be interesting Jamie to see how needs that. Some explosive graphics to come on the screen when. Uh... <laughs> Five <laughs> swear words and none of them are from me. I think three of them are from me. So I think I need to go <laughs> and rethink my vocabulary at this point. Um, I definitely think what JP was saying 
is a thing though like the, there isn't anything that hugely changes the board but i think in a way that is because this class is there's so many players that could be all pro players in this class. there are so many players that will go to the pro bowl, pro bowl there are so many players that we will see in championship positions in this draft like yeah someone might take satan first but then like we see, you've still got Horn, you've still got Farley. Like there are at every single position, it feels like there is someone like that where, yeah, you could take the best person in that position, but there's someone right behind him who is basically just as good as him. Like Do you know, do you know what, Bones? If um if I hadn't put Farley at the Arizona Cardinals, I'd have put him at the Raiders. Because I'm like I'm like when you're drafting in that middle of the first round to get a player who is an elite prospect. You know, like, even if you get him and it's a one-contract kind of deal, you're going to get four or five years really good football out of Caleb Farley. The big question is, is how is Bats going to hold up? But all the reports I've looked at, and I'm Charlotte Ryan, who's maybe watching the show, works in medical, will tell us different. All the reports I've said, it said it's a degeneration injury, which means in eight or nine years' time, he might be suffering the effects of it. Great. I'll take him at 17. And I'll have a lockdown corner for five years. And then I'll give him the franchise tag and I'll keep him for a six. And then I'll boot him. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, and it's, and it's, it's enjoy your time. Ruthless. I mean, it's too important to get somebody like Caleb Farley who you can just go, I'll put you on that side of the field and you just follow the best wide receiver around the field. And, 60% of the time you're going to have it locked up and 40% of the time they'll throw the ball in your area and you're that fast at reacting, you're that tall and you're that athletic that you'll close it down and you'll either break it up or you'll or you'll stop them for a game from when they've caught the ball. You know what I mean? It's too important to let them slide beyond the first half of the round, you know? Yeah, definitely. Just I quickly, Mark, talking. you know when you were talking about the edge class and Gregory Rousseau, his stock has dropped ridiculously in the past sort of month from what I'm seeing on Twitter. You know, many people were mocking him going at 11 for the Giants. What, what's gone on? Hasn't tested well, Tom. Right. Put on £20 and he hasn't put it on well. Put on £20 to get bigger to show I could have Jadavian Clowney-like potential play inside yeah. and outside and kick inside into three tech and set the edge outside. And he's lost his explosion. Had a really bad testing. Had really bad testing, Tom. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I've just seen him drop and drop and drop, and I'm seeing more about... Um, I'm not going to try and say his name, but Aziz, whatever that is, I'm seeing more and more about him. <laughs> Do you know what he reminds yeah, me a... a bit like? He reminds us a bit of Ashon Gary. You know, you know the kid who, who Green Bay drafted a few years ago from Michigan. Although he had the production, but he's kind of put himself in that defensive tackle edge tweener now. You know, like yeah. I'm kind of like just coming at 260 pounds and play edge. Don't come in at 285 yeah. and try to show you can do both. Just stay at the. And when I looked, when I look back over his 2019 tape, a lot of his pressure come from inside anyway. He wasn't one of them who was really bending the edge and taking it from there. A lot of his pressure had come on the inside when he moved inside. Mm. I hope we those, don't go into that. It's tough projections sometimes, though, when they, when they think they can play inside and outside. I mean, I'm getting Solomon Thomas for flashbacks here. I'm getting PTSD. It's uh, 
Not, not good to be I, thinking about. You hope you don't go edge at well, 11, Tom. I bet you hope you don't go edge at 22, do you? I've got now. There's not an edge player who's top half for this draft. Jalen Phillips probably could have been, but that injury history would scare me right off. He retired in college. He retired. Yeah. His concussions were that bad. People are talking about Caleb Farley's injury. That's the one that would frighten the life out of me. Disney will make a film about him, though, so it'll be all right. <laughs> Especially if they go on to win the Super Bowl. But we will talk about 17 to 32 next week. Before we do finish, I just wanted to just speak about the biggest news that came out of the NFL today uh, with two questions, really. Obviously, Alex Smith has announced his retirement. Uh, has he? I hadn't heard. Was that that wasn't mentioned in the group, was it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, from the Washington to be named, uh, obviously, football team, whoever they decide to go with before the season, if if that's when it's going to be. So, I mean, he's had what never won a Super Bowl, but he's had three Pro Bowls. He's a comeback player of the year in 2020. 16 year mm-hmm. career within the NFL. Um, good Smith, good player. And. Yeah. Yeah, what what do you see next for Washington? Who are they going to have? Because I know we're going to come into their picks next week. Are they going to look at maybe quarterbacks? Are they going to stick with Heineke or are they going to? What's they got, going to happen? Fitz, they? They've got Fitz Magic, who I think yeah. is is a sneaky good pickup. I think Washington are a really good bet to trade up. I think I think if if Forty ers were to take Mac Jones, let's just see if they were to take Mac Jones. Oh, Washington would be one of them teams who would be breaking their neck for someone like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah, if in all scenario they take um what they like, you know, like um the take the take Justin Fields in all scenario, might be a bit too rich for them to come up for Trey Lance. I think Denval would probably be the team that moves up the four. But they might try to get ahead. My hope is, is that Washington go, we'll have Trey Lance, we'll get up the four. Denver goes, well, we need to get better than Drew Locke. We'll take Mac Jones. You know what I mean? No. And then, you know, like, and, and they might trade up with you with Detroit, you know, to jump up and to get and to get Mac Jones. But I think that's probably where we'll see the fourth and fifth quarterback go off the board. I think one will go off at pick four, and I think the fifth quarterback will go off at pick seven. Washington. To go into either Washington... Denver or New England, whoever like those are the three people who are going. Like one of those teams is moving up. I don't know which one it's going to be. We don't know where where it'll be, but at least one of those is trading. I, I, I'd put money on it. Um, Washington are a tough team to project though because Dan Snyder has a habit of um, of getting involved in the draft decisions. They do actually have adults running the show there now at Washington. So well, if they stay out of it, didn't they take Haskins? Yeah, well, this is the thing. He, he supposedly wanted them to draft. It's not the first time that they've had they've had this situation either. But yeah, this is the thing. I think they've actually got reasonably competent people in the building now, so they need to just keep keep out of the way. Um, I don't think they'll come <laughs> up for a QB. They're they're in a bit of a weird spot. It's it's a long way to go up, especially when you consider what we gave up to get to three. It's a long way to go up, but you know, I I, I think they've. They've got a good future. You get you get a good feeling about where they may may head in in the long term, which is which is good for them because they've suffered a lot with that ownership. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Atlanta would want to drop too far back. I think dropping back from four to nine 
is good for them because they can still get Jalen Waddle. They could still get Kyle Pitts, possibly. They could still get a left tackle like Slater. They could still get somebody like, you know, Sertan if he's still there. I don't think they'd want to go. I think Denver's the team to watch out for going up the four. I hate seeing it. It sticks in my throat. But I think Denver could move up the four. Atlanta will be willing to drop back five places. It's probably going to cost a first this year, obviously. Maybe a first next year. Maybe a second or something like that. You know, maybe we'll see two firsts and a, and a two going away. I don't know. But there's a possibility that Denver will probably be the ones who want to dance. I know we were dance talking balance. about... Yeah, I know we are talking about the 49ers trading as well. We've, we've got a, um, a question in here, which hopefully, JP, you, you may be able to answer about the 49ers. So... Uh, any thoughts on the 49ers, Jackson, Josh? I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. Yeah, he looks like DK Metcalf. I mean, uh, it's a new name to me. I don't know. Is he? I think Tom's Metcalf just uh, got his length out when DK was mentioned there. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm I hoping that Jordan scouted him because I've not watched him. I know a little about him, but that a little is, is the key. I think it's a big statement. As, well, it's not a big statement to say he looks like DK Metcalf, but so do a lot of people, but they can't play American football. <laughs> um, yes, we probably are going to draft someone in that position. We don't have we don't have a slot receiver. Um, you know, Trent Taylor was supposed to be it. He's not being it. Jalen Hurd's been injured for two years, and I think he's got good potential. Um Jennings is a good player, but didn't make the roster last year. We we are going to draft someone there, whether it'll be him, I'm not entirely sure. I actually think we're more likely to go for a tight end with athleticism to pair with um, with George Kittle more than we are for you know one of those type of receivers. I think Shanahan prefers the movability of those type of players and the fact that they can you know be an impact in the run blocking game as well, which is a big part of what we do. So yeah, possibly I, I wouldn't I wouldn't object to it on day three, but. I think um, I don't think it'll be top of the priority list. Have you have you always got a second round pick this year, John, or did that go in the yeah. trade? No, we've got a second. Um, we we I think it's one of the thirds that we traded this year. We have got a second. I would be surprised though if we didn't go corner in the second. Uh, we really need some young talent um, in the defensive backfield. We haven't got much. Um, we'd be able to keep Jason Verrett in free agency. But we need to we need to inject some talent. We'll trade your Damon Arnett for a packet of quavers. <laughs> I don't think a half packet of quavers. It's funny you say that. I don't think I don't think many Raiders to 49ers moves have worked out too well. On the other hand, you guys have done quite well out of players that we've let go. So yeah, Navarro Bourne did all right at our place. He did, yeah, he played well for you. I saw I think I saw what I think was his last game for us when I was out there. And uh, he looked painfully slow and gone, but he went to you and he had a pretty good season. Um, and going back in history... Solomon like, Thomas running. can have one as well. And, yeah, I mentioned... <laughs> I when, that much Jay, for that. I've yeah, JP, when you mentioned Thomas before, I nearly, I nearly brought that up. <laughs> I like Solomon Thomas as a person, and I don't think he's that bad a player, but we drafted him number three. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, if we drafted him in the third round, then yeah, yeah great. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing it. I'm hoping yeah. if he gets put at three tech and left at three tech, he might, I, from what I've seen of Solomon Thomas and when I look back of him, you know, when I was watching him when he was coming out, um, it's out of Stanford. He was yeah. he was a tween, I wasn't he? And I always I was I always thought he was a better three tech than he was on the edge. 
He kind yeah. of stuck on the edge of your place, but he looks better when he's put in the middle. We, yeah, we, we grossly miscast him in his first like two and a half years trying to play him as an edge because we had no edges. We, we had no pass rush at all. And then we got Bosa and it was kind of like, right, okay, we'll, we'll play him where he should be playing. We did the same with Armstead as well. We, you know, Armstead really, we tried to make an edge player. He's not really an edge player. He's an excellent player at what he does, but he's not a, he's not a pass rushing edge player. And, I don't know. There's been a few picks like that with the Niners where you can see they're physically talented, but we've just not cast them in the right role. On the other hand, we've grabbed people like Kittle in the fifth round and turned them into you know all pro players. So we can obviously do it, but there are some question marks on our drafting, which, I mean, that first year with Shanahan and Lynch, we got Solomon Thomas and Ruben Foster. Neither are on the team anymore. I'm not even sure Foster's in the NFL anymore. Uh, Don't talk about draft picks that aren't on your team anymore. God, like, <laughs> like, like we, we, we've been historically bad. Auden Keys just left, not that he was any good. Moorhurst just left, he was slightly better. Look, people are kind of going on that we've just like lost Aaron Donald. Which I, I read isn't that the Mo- case, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I read, I read Moorhurst failed a physical, that's why. Uh, did he? I read that today, yeah. It, it, would, make mean, sense. it would make sense. Look at for us, people like Andomic and Sue. And yeah, you know, we can't seem to keep our draft picks. Game on Connolly, Carl Joseph, you know, like Carl Joseph's come back. back. I think it's quite a good move. I think it's quite a good move to bring him back. Um, I I just, I just checked something off screen, by the way, regarding the question that was asked of me about the the receiver who looks like DK Metcalf. He's mm -hmm. uh, he's three inches shorter and slightly less heavy. He looks nothing like DK Metcalf. He looks I'm, about 20 years older as well. He looks like... Yeah, I have no idea where this has come from. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but he's nothing like DK Metcalf. Do you know, Do you know? there's there's a player who I have got late in the round from Stanford, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name, but he's called Sammy Faco or something like that. I've watched him briefly, but he's a Sammy brute Faco. of a wide receiver. He might be a good late round flyer for years, like, you know, if you're looking for that yeah. big body type, you know? We need someone more of that type, I think, because if you look at all our other guys like the Devo Samuels, the Ajax, people like that, they're, they're great athletes and you get the ball in the hands, they're almost like running backs, but we are lacking that kind of red zone type threat and we have done pretty much since Shanahan walked to the door. Um, so, I don't know, I actually, uh, if Jalen Hurd can get healthy, which is a big statement because he hasn't been, he's played like two preseason games, if Jalen Hurd can get healthy, I think he's got potential, but he's missed two seasons, so he's got an uphill climb, really. Uh, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see what we do. I think, for me, the, the Niners stuff, the first-round pick is obviously the big headline, you know, which which QB are we going to take? But there's a lot of other questions because, and I've said this on this pod before, we are at a bit of a strange spot. We've got a very good side, but we've also got a lot of cap stuff to deal with. We don't have youth in certain areas you know we we do need an infusion of talent from somewhere and um, we did well to keep most of our guys in free agency i think but it, there's there's things to be answered and it isn't just about who we take it three you know there's a, there's a lot for us to do in, in my personal opinion so intrigued to see how we uh, what's that that's that's why i think you'll move off garoppolo we quarterback you know, I don't buy this. Garoppolo will be here about about. You know, the idea of having a quarterback. One of the main ideas is is it lowers the cost of your entire roster. You've got the most important position yeah. on the rookie deal. 
don't pay a quarterback as his backup at the same time <laughs> and have a rookie quarterback and waste a year. You know, just move off him. Yeah. Just move off the guy and told him, go on the cheaper option and go. It's just the usual pre-draft bullshit. We're trying to we're trying to build a market for him. Um, I don't know how you build a market when there's one team interested, but we, we seem mm. to be giving it a go. So I don't know. Maybe we're open if we talk loud enough. Gruden will hear us and send us a first round pick. I, I don't know, but second two because we're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> and on that note, I think it's a great uh, <laughs> end to uh, this week's episode. I think. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the first pick next week because uh, Mark's probably picked Mika Parsons, I hope. Um, <laughs> uh, he was gone off George Ward, wasn't he? So it'll be interesting to see who, who George picked. But um, a little bit of sort of potential news coming up. The reason we've brought in extra people is we're going to be having a spin-off show. Uh, did we decide on a name in the end? Was it Out of Bounds with Third and Short? Uh, it might be bi-weekly or monthly or whatever we decide, as and when we decide to do it. But it's, it's going to be more in-depth NFL stuff. So if you want to learn more about the positions or or particular players or particular teams, we're going to have the people with more knowledge, such as the four guys we've got here in JP, Bones, and Mark and Jordan, to debate and discuss things that basically me and Tom and Jamie don't really know about uh, or know enough about. Uh, we, we talk bollocks for, for an hour every week and it's a little bit NFL-related sometimes. Um, but... Um, Mark, Jordan, JP and Bones are very, very knowledgeable and we've, we've, we've all become good friends through the group chat and this, that and the other. And we think it'd be great to have a, an actual proper show <laughs> that um, isn't, yeah. just, isn't just a load of rubbish. Talking about Christian clips and treaties. Yeah. Um, the, way I look, the way I look at it, we're the ESPN2 and you guys are ESPN. You know, we're, we're, we're probably, we're probably uh, Channel 5, you, if we're being honest. You, yeah, you say friends, Matt, but I don't know what me and Tom are at the moment. So I think it's still there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to um, just mention before we, we do finish up is just to make everybody aware that um, in regards to a uh, friend of the show, Kieran Adams, with the um, Road to the Recovery Trust, which you can follow on Twitter at recovery underscore trust, he's raised £900 for the charity at this moment in time. Um, and what he's doing is for every £100 raised, he's going to do one hour of exercise. If you'd send the guy, he's the guy with the K Adam top. You know, he needs the exercise. So, <laughs> um, so you've got £900 already at the moment. Anything that you can donate. I know, Mark, obviously you, you can speak a little bit more about it as it's as it's obviously yours. But um, it's, a, it's a great trust to be in. And uh, we all want to see Kieran suffer. So anything, <laughs> please. Uh, just, just donate. Like I said, it's a great cause. So, road yeah, to massive, it. massive shout out to everyone who's donated, especially Andy Turner, who just threw a hundred quid in there to give Jordan yeah, an, uh, give Kieran another hour of exercise. Um, so yeah, it's 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 phenomenal, really. And, and we've, uh, yeah. we've we've spoke about it many times, but obviously Mark can go into more detail uh, again if you like. Well, it is, it is. It's, it's a recovery trust which is aimed at helping people with addictions, a number of addictions from. Your classic drug and alcohol addictions, all the way through to gambling, sex addiction, you know, self harm and mental health and stuff like that, which kind of goes with it, eating disorders and stuff. We've got about 2,000 members in Newcastle at this moment in time. And um, yeah, we, we, we kind of run projects and do things which helps them kind of build a normal life once they've put their life behind them. We sadly lost the lad um, just last week. You know, like, he wasn't even 30 years of age. You know, it was really sad. 
is under really sad circumstances. And it's just kind of made me realise just how important the work that we do is. You know, like it's 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 more than just uh, another charity that helps people in recovery. It's kind of like a real place where people can come and feel safe and we'll have a little cafe, we'll have a hub where we give people like that safe space to come and have life, you know what I mean? And and I think it gives people just that, just a sense of a normal life beyond addiction, you know, like it, it reduces you. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm in recovery myself and one, one of the things that I relate to is, is, is just how much I live like an animal in my addiction, you know, like I've, I'm missing a few teeth. I've had some porcelain veneers done. I've got a lot of scores on my body. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in police cells and in places where I shouldn't have been. I've done a lot of things that were against my personality. You know, you guys know me now as this clean guy. You know what I mean? Though? But I was a criminal. I was violent. You know what I mean? I would do what I needed to do in order to get what I needed to have. I was, I was really reduced down to animal level at it. You know, I kind of, Drugs was my priority and everything else was after. And thankfully, I found recovery, you know, like 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 nearly 10 years ago, you know, like nine, 10 years ago. And my life's really changed and, and the trust is really good. We do a lot around the city of Newcastle. We give people a lot of opportunities. But um, yeah, money, money for our trust goes a long way. You know, like it helps people with employability. It helps people get onto college courses. It helps people get mental health support. A lot of people are taking drugs or alcohol or gambling or visiting prostitutes or undereating or overeating or self-harming because there's something within themselves that they don't like. Now, when they pack that behaviour in, they then have to deal with what they were running from and we've got exhausted mental health lists and people are taking their own life, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, yeah, we, 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 we work with local counsellors and therapists and all sorts to provide that wraparound support that people needed but we can't do it without donations without money to be able to keep going we're we're a small charity trying to make a big impression on a really large pool of people suffering you know yeah definitely yeah um i know it's, it's not really like something we can really talk about after that really but if you do want to, you can buy our merch at Silver FX. <laughs> so there, there's, uh, there's some merch. He's given some of it to us. Yeah. It's in the other room, but there is some road, road to recovery merch. Yeah, it's, it's lovely stuff and it's just arrived. Yeah, and like I said, if you go on to silverfx.co.uk, um, third short podcast, you'll be able to find um what we've done with with the uh, road to recovery trust as well you can buy all the merch on there and proceeds will go towards the charity as well so i think what is a beautiful note to end on like to join us next week where we will be going through 17 to 32 in our final episode before the nfl draft then the season can finally begin once again jamie have you had a power cut <laughs> no, it's just because the light's gone off. It was nice and sunny before, wasn't it? It's just gone really dark. The sun's gone off. Yeah, the sun's gone off. podcast Yeah, I think uh, that's it. So thank you for everybody that's uh, joined us, uh, sent in your questions. It uh, Basically, uh, put up with us for this uh, one hour, 40 minutes. And thank you for everyone listening as well. Um, you can always follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook at Third Short Pod. 
um, we'll have everything up there as well, and you can rewatch this video if you couldn't watch us live as well. I think Gaz has put uh, links into everyone's uh, Twitter handles on Twitter, hasn't he? So if you want to follow any of the guys, yeah. um, do. If not, don't. Don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will conclude our draft next week. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Thanks.